Well, greetings all of our family and friends. We want to welcome you to our Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast. We're so glad you're joining us. Again, this is the senior pastor of This Rock International Ministries, Apostle Nathaniel Leon. I am glad you are here. I'm praying that the grace of the Lord would minister to you today in a phenomenal way. Uh, wherever you're joining us from, I'm going to pray that you would do that work of the evangelist. What is the work of the evangelist? To share the good news of Jesus, to be light in the midst of darkness, to let people know about the word of God. And how can we do that? Uh, one of the ways you can do that is by hitting that share button, hitting that uh, hitting that uh, subscribe button, and letting people know about the message if it is indeed impacting you. I'm going to ask you to do that work to be evangelical and to share the good news of Jesus and to just be a part of releasing the word of the Lord. So uh, I'm going to welcome you to the podcast. We're praying God's grace. So good to see you, Pastor Medi. Good good morning. The Lord bless you. Uh, Sister Mary Key, so good to see you. We're expecting God to minister in a great, great way. Uh, there is a word today. I believe that God wants to speak expressly to speak to the hearts and minds of the people of God. Blessings, Sister Joemma. Uh, uh, good to see you, to you and your husband. Uh, blessings, Barbara. Welcome, welcome. Uh, Destiny, welcome to the broadcast. We're praying the grace of the Lord all the way from Fresno. You're watching us from Fresno. So we're glad you're with us as you're coming in. I pray the grace and peace of the Lord be upon you and upon your house. Let us know uh, where you're watching and where you're watching from so we can keep that region in prayer. Again, you see the, uh, the, the flag behind me. Uh, and you see uh, that I'm here in California representing this region. I, but I believe God said that. I believe the word of the Lord is that uh, through the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth the way the waters cover the sea. That all nations would be blessed. Every nation God has in mind a blessing, a breakthrough, and a manifestation. Uh, Sister Deborah, welcome. Sister Anna Rosa, welcome. Stephen Correa, welcome. Sister Nina, we pray the blessing of the Lord over you. Uh, Sister Nadine Pretorius, welcome. We're so glad to, to see you. Blessing to you and your husband, a powerful uh, a covenant couple, uh, and their daughter in uh, in South Africa. Mighty psalmist, they carry the word. Blessings to you. We, we love you. Uh, Anyone else that's with us, we're grateful that the blessing of God is with you, Sister Anna. I want to start with a word of prayer. And as we're praying, we're going to ask that God would add grace to every hearer of the word and that the grace of the Lord would be upon each and every one today. Bendiciones, Prophetess Diana. Uh, the Lord bless you, Juarez. God bless you, Diana Juarez. Uh, spring, so good to see you. Let's start with a word of prayer. And after that, we're getting straight to the word. Heavenly Father, we come before you and we invite your presence onto this podcast. We ask you to open up ears to hear and hearts to discern the word of the Lord. Give us wisdom and clarity, knowledge and understanding to know the counsel of the Lord and the mind of the spirit. For he who knows the mind of the spirit except the spirit of a man. And I pray that that spirit speak expressly to us the deep things of God. Let deep call to deep. Let iron sharpen iron. Let revelation, let truth, let uh, the mysteries be made clear today. I pray for miracles and signs and wonders to accompany the teaching and preaching of the word and as your word goes forth move with power with victory and with authority i ask it now in jesus mighty name we pray if you agree with that somebody say amen amen well our key verse for today is found in the book of romans chapter number eight and verse 21 
We're going to go a couple verses a little bit earlier, but if you've got your Bibles, follow along. Uh, if not, the verses will be right up on the street on the screen in the King James. The Bible says, "Because creation itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God." Let me encourage you again: all of creation, everything in it—the sun, the moon, the stars, earth. The planet, the systems of the world, business mountains, uh, the, 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 the area and sphere of education, media, arts, entertainment, sports, business, uh, even the church arena must be infiltrated and overtaken by the sons and daughters of God who are carrying the identity of the kingdom into these realms. So I want to encourage you that God wants to raise up men and women who have the nature of God so that one, once God releases authority, we will bring not bondage and corruption, but glorious freedom. They are diametrically opposed. When the righteous are exalted, there is liberty, there is freedom, there is glory. When wickedness is exalted and wicked leadership come into governing authority, there's a curse on the land. There's a curse in the region. And God wants you to know, according to the word of the Lord, uh, we're going to go back to, uh, in just a minute, a different verse, but let's, let's read uh, uh, verse 21, because the creature itself shall be delivered. Creation will be delivered. The earth will be delivered. Everything will be delivered from what? bondage which is slavery through corruption i'm going to remind you again we have a job we have a purpose and we must bring uh we must be light in the midst of darkness and we must be salt in the earth that is our calling that is our mandate that is our assignment go back to verse 18 here is what verse 18 in the same chapter says that i reckon that the suffering of the present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. I'm going to read that again. The word reckon is the Greek word logizomahe. It means to reconsider based on a revelation. And I was speaking to some, uh, some brethren not long ago, and we were talking about the power and the potency of a promise is manifested when we believe the promise. See, oftentimes God will speak to us what we will be, what we will do, what we will manifest, what will come to pass, what's, what's headed our way, and we will begin to experience something called the contradiction. It means the opposite things begin to happen. The Bible says, according to Hebrews chapter 12, Jesus endured the contradiction of sinners against himself and i want to encourage you that contradiction is the opposite happening before the breakthrough happens so god tells you you're going to receive financial breakthrough and and finances go crazy god tells you you're going to have a healing ministry and sickness breaks out god tells you you're going to minister to nations and free and and, and minister to marriages and there's a battle in your marriage god tells you your family's going to be well and then your family runs amok what's happening you're going through the contradiction and the suffering is the pressure it's the opposition but the suffering of the present time you see suffering remains when we live in the present time and when you get in the spirit you leave the present time and get into the eternal time see there are two words primarily used for time in the bible uh, the new testament words there's more than two but two primarily used and one of them is chronos and the other one is kairos 
chronos and kairos. Chronos is chronological time, and kairos is the word spirit time. And these times seem to be diametrically opposed. You see, in the spirit, you've already got the breakthrough. In the spirit, you've already got the miracle. Everything's already done in the heavenly places. That's why when you go and when I, if, if ever we go to the presence of the Lord and we're worried and we're frustrated, heaven is not frustrated. Heaven is not bothered. Heaven is not uh, uh, in anxiety and stress about a bill or about an issue with our children or about a battle in our body. God knows by his stripes, you are healed. You've already been healed. God knows he's already made your family well. You are already the head and not the tail. Blessings, Pastor. Uh, Lorraine, so good to see you from uh, Love's uh, Church. God bless you. You are already well. You are already delivered. That's in the spirit, but there's a problem. You're in the earth realm, and the devil uh, and the Bible says that the enemy has come to persecute us because he has but a short time. The devil lives in time. Let me remind you what gives, uh, uh, go back to Revelation 12, verse 12. We're going to Romans chapter 8, verse 18, back in a moment. Revelation 12, verse 12 says, uh, uh, Therefore, rejoice ye heavens that dwell in them. What do we need to do? Rejoice. What does rejoice mean? Take your joy back. And I remind you, joy is not earthly possible. We cannot have joy in, in the natural. It is not humanly possible to have joy. Joy is not happiness. Man can be happy. That's temporal. Joy is not temporary. Joy doesn't come and go. Joy is, a, is an eternal perspective. Here is what the scripture says. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. How can you have joy in tribulation unless it come by the Holy Ghost? He said, the joy I leave you, it's not like the world. Verse number 12, verse 12, Revelation, therefore rejoice. Take your joy back. Take back the joy the devil took from you. Why? Because it keeps you in the spirit. Keep reading. Rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them. Do you dwell in the heavenly places or are you in the earthly places? You've got to dwell in the heavenly places. But I've got bills to pay, Apostle. That's not the issue. But I've got problems in my marriage. That's not the issue. I've got issues in my children. That's not the problem. I've got battles in my body. If you can live in the heavens, the heavens will overtake the earth. If you live in the earth, the earth will overtake your heavenly, your, your heavenly power and your heavenly authority. Authority. The Bible says, according to Ephesians 2, that you are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 5 and 6 tells us, Ephesians 2, even when we were dead together, uh, even when we were dead, he hath quickened us together with Christ. So when he was quickened, the word quickened doesn't mean fast. It means it means raised. You were raised together with Christ. Verse number six. And the Bible says, and has made us according to the word. Uh, verse six. And has raised us up together in heavenly places in Christ. He raised us up together and made and and in 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 heavenly places and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ far above principalities and powers. So all of these powers are underneath you. I want you to write this in the comment section. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on Facebook, if you're listening on the Charisma Broadcast Network, grab a pen, write it down. I am seated in heavenly places in Christ. You're not with him, you're in him. 
I want you to think about that. Yes, you're with him, but you're inside of him. You're not even beneath him. He's giving you the seat of authority. And the scripture says you are far above principalities and powers and every name that is named. I'm going to read that to you. Back in Ephesians chapter 2, it tells us that we are far above. We're far greater than, more than. Every principality and power is under you. Every authority, every dominion, every enemy, every spirit, every, every work that is, not, uh, that is not working. The Bible says that, that he raised us from the dead and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus Christ so that we can operate by his spirit and operate by authority and operate by his kingdom assignment so that you can walk in the fullness of the glory and operate in dominion power. I want to tell you, dominion power is your portion. You are far above. Revelation chapter 12, verse 12. Put it back up. Here is what the scripture says. We must dwell in the heavens. We must not visit the heavens. You must not visit the heavens when you pray and then leave your prayer closet and let the devil pull you down with fear and pull you down with worry and pull us down with anger and pull us down with frustration. I felt those feelings too, but the moment I feel those feelings, I'm not having an emotional moment. I'm not having a, a, a moment of, 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 a, uh, 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 of just a feeling in my flesh. The Bible calls it a spirit of heaviness. Uh, 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 Isaiah 61 says, verse number three, that God commands us to put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So heaviness is not a feeling. Heaviness is a spirit. I'm going to say it to you. Have you ever felt heavy? Ever felt weary? Ever felt tired? Ever felt frustrated? Ever felt like, like something sitting on you? The Bible says you've got to appoint to them that more. What does appoint mean? You make a decision. You make an appointment. You appoint this thing that it's going to come under subjection. That it's not going to rule you. You're going to rule it. Your body's not going to rule you. Your mind ain't going to rule you. Your emotion ain't going to rule you. Greater is he that is he. There's two types of people in you. He says to appoint to them that that mourn in Zion. We're not meant to be mourners. Doesn't mean we don't mourn, but it is not your eternal position. Because there's nothing you've lost that you will ever remain lost. You grieve when you lose. You don't lose in the kingdom. Something died. Someone died. I'm grieving. You're, you're going to get them back. You're going to see them again. You don't lose in the kingdom. I lost a car. I lost a house. I lost finances. I lost a loved one. In the kingdom, here is the promise. Everything you lost, God will give you back. 30, 60, and 100 fold. If the thief is found, but you don't understand the apostle. I'm dealing with these emotions. I understand the natural connotation of mourning and grieving. But if you keep your grieving, mourning clothes on, the devil has a legal right to continue to hold what you own in the grave. But when you turn your mourning into dancing, and when you turn your weeping into celebration, and when you begin to celebrate, over what you grieved about miracles begin to happen the grave has to let go demons have to let go your recovery begins to appoint to them that mourn in zion to give them beauty for ashes there's an exchange you can't hold on to ashes you cannot hold on he says i want to give you honor the word beauty is the word honor diadem it is the word crown i'll give you a crown for your ashes beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning remember joy is not humanly possible when people are happy they don't have joy the only people that can have joy is those that are full of the holy ghost for the joy nehemiah 8:10 says of the lord is my strength Joy is not humanly possible. Happiness is possible. 
to feel happy for a moment. But the Bible says, he said to them, uh, uh, the scripture tells us, then he said to them, go your way, eat and drink the sweet and portions to whom nothing is prepared for this day is holy unto the Lord. Be not sorrowful. Be not sorry. The word sorry is not, I'm sorry this happened. Be not full of sorrow. Don't be full of sorrow. I, I, feel, I felt it. The pain of loss, the pain of rejection, the pain of betrayal, the pain of this. But what do you do with your tears? Do you wash the feet of Jesus with your tears? If you wash the feet of Jesus with your tears, if you'll take your head or your hair and you'll touch the feet of Jesus, you'll touch your glory with his glory. And that oil will cause an anointing to be able to shift like the woman with the alabaster box. She, she, she broke open her alabaster and she shift the atmosphere. She changed the realm around her. The the oil of joy for mourning. What does the oil do? It destroys the yoke. Joy is my portion. Rejoicing is my portion. What do I got to be sad about? Well, I've got so many bills, apostle. What do you got to be sad about? I've, my family's in shambles. What do you got to be sad about? Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. He promised everything the devil meant for evil, he would turn for good. He said you and your house will serve the Lord. He said um, a thousand will fall at your left hand, but 10,000 your right. He said no weapon formed against you would prosper. He said you're more than a conqueror. He said you're, you're, you're a head and not the tail. You're a lender and not the borrow. He said, uh, though the enemy rising like a flood, I can lift up a standard. He said, he said, he said, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He said, he said, there's nothing impossible to them that believe. Do you believe what he said or do you believe what you see? Well, I, I believe the word. Do you believe what he said or do you believe your bank account? Do you believe what he said or do you believe the doctor's report? Who has believed the report of the Lord to whom the arm of the Lord is revealed? And in order for you to see victory, you're going to have to get it in your mind and in your soul before you ever see it in your bank account. You're going to have to get it in your mind, in your soul, before your children ever turn from that darkness and call upon the name of the Lord. You're going to have to get it on the inside because victory comes on the inside before it ever happens on the outside. Power comes on the inside before it ever touches your bank account. Victory and authority hits you. He said, I want you to exchange beauty for ashes. For the joy, do not be sorrowful. I'm telling you, no matter what it is, the devil has told you you lost. You didn't lose it. God will give it back to you. It was not buried. It was planted. There's a difference between something being buried and something being planted. You didn't, you didn't bury that thing. You planted it because God said, I'm going to raise it up. Anyone who died in Christ, anyone who knows the name of the Lord, they're not dead. They're sleeping and you're going to see them again. So, so this grief and this overwhelming that the enemy wants to tell us that and, and, and attack us and make us angry and make us frustrated and take our joy. I declare the devil will not take your joy through the rest of 2023 for the joy of the Lord is your strength. You're going to receive and re, re, reclaim the joy of your salvation, the joy of your portion for the joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm going to say that again. The end of verse 10 for the joy of the Lord is my power. I said, the joy of the Lord is my provision. I said, the joy of the Lord is my open door. The joy of the Lord, the, this joy I have, the world didn't give it to me an old song and the world can't take it away from me. Situations can't take it away from me. 
You've got to create a reality in your mind based on the word that's greater than the reality in the natural. And there are two worlds at war. And when this world inside and this world inside gets greater than the world outside, it will bow to the name of Jesus. The kingdom is within you. Verse number 12, verse 12 says, we've got to live from heaven. Revelation 12, verse 12 says, therefore, rejoice ye heavens that dwell in them. I'm going to remind you, you've got to live in the heavens. You don't come down. You stay high in the Holy Ghost. I'm not talking about the chronic in Jesus' name. I said, you got to stay high in the Holy Ghost, high above principalities. You don't need to, you don't need to drink together. I, I need to relax, Apostle. I, I just need to take the tension off. I just need a little, little cigarette to, to, to take off the edge. I just need a little, little perversion just to help me get by. The devil is a liar. You've got a God who loves you and you've got the Holy Ghost. You've got a spirit to keep you and to protect you. That stuff ain't going to help you. That's going to bring you low. It grieves the Holy Ghost. You can do it all you want to. But I want to tell you when you were born again and you first got full of the Holy Ghost, you let go of the alcohol. Can you drink? If you want to, you can. That's up to you. You're going to pollute your body. You're going to destroy your mind. You're going to destroy. You can, but drunkenness is a sin. Well, I don't drink to get drunk. I just enjoy the flavor. Something wrong. Help us, Holy Ghost. Help us, Holy Ghost. I don't know who I'm talking to. I'm telling you by the Spirit. These things are beneath you. You don't need drugs. You don't need attention from a man or a woman to be at peace, to have value in the kingdom of God. You need to know you're the voice of your father. You need to know that he can fill up your mind and fill up your spirit and fill up your passion and fill up your desire. These habits, see the, li the little thing, the little things, the higher you go in the Holy Ghost, the, the, the further you go, the, the more it's required to whom much is given, much is required. The higher you go in an airplane, the thinner the air is. You don't have to take on uh, the, the standards of, of, of these things. But I want to tell you the fullness of what God has for you can only be seen when we walk in this. Verse 12, verse 12 tells us, therefore, ye that dwell in the heavens. Scripture says, therefore, rejoice ye that dwell in, in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and, and, the, and, and of the, the seal, for the devil has come down to you. Where does the little devil live? He lives down. I'm going to say that the devil lives in the low places. He don't live in the high places. If you stay high in the Holy Ghost, he cannot get to you. Here is what the Bible says. He's come down to you having great wrath. He knows that he has but a short time. The devil works in time. I'm going to repeat that to you. The devil works in time. Chronos, Kairos. Chronos, earth time. Natural time. Kairos, heavenly time. Eternal time. And when you and I live in the heavenly time, and we walk in the spirit, and talk in the spirit, and think in the spirit, we are above the earth time. And the devil seeks to grab us and he can't touch the anointed because the anointed are hearing another word. They're living on another frequency. Doesn't mean we don't have battle. Doesn't mean, see, when I stay high in the spirit, he can't grab me. He can't grab my money. He can't grab my mind. He can't grab my emotions. He can't grab. So what he'll try to do is use things around me to get me out of my position. Are you hearing me? Prophet Zion, I see you there. 
Uh, so good to see you. There. We've got a, a, a special guest on today. He's watching Prophet Zion Matthew all the way from uh, South Africa. He'll be with us in just a couple of weeks. I'm going to give you that announcement in just a minute. Blessings, Prophet. The Lord bless you and your ministry. The Lord bless you. We can't wait to see you in California in just a couple of weeks. Bless you, Prophet. When I stay in the spirit, when I stay high above principalities in my mind, in my spirit, he reaches for me and he can't grab me. But what he tries to do is touch the people around me, touch my family, touch my relatives, touch the people I care about. And he's trying to get me to go low through what they're going through. And, and not me pull them up, but they then pull me down. Issues at, at the church, issues and finance. But I want to tell you, you're made to live above principalities, above powers, above spiritual wickedness. Therefore, you heavens, verse 12, verse 12. Therefore, you heavens and ye that dwell them, woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea for the devil has come down to you. Having great wrath because he knows he has a short time. Romans 8, verse 18. The devil lives in time. The moment you step into the spirit, you step out of time. The moment you walk in the spirit, you step out of time. So we, we must reconsider the suffering of present time. This present time suffering is temporal, not eternal. And in order to progress through suffering, through affliction, you're not meant to live in affliction forever. You're meant to go from glory to glory to glory. Verse 18, I reckon the suffering of the present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed us. It is the pressure that releases the power. It is the waiting that releases the inheritance. It is the opposition that manifests an ability in you that you didn't know you had. It is the resistance of the enemy that's building a fortitude and a strength and an endurance and a consistency and an ability to push on when you didn't know you, if you can push on. I want to tell you that what your, your pain cannot compare to what you're going to receive. That what you're going through cannot compare to the overflow, to the breakthrough, to the miracle, to the supernatural favor of God that he wants to put on you and your household. For I reckon this suffering can't compare to the glory, the suffering of the present time. Look at 19. For the earnest expectation of the creature waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. I'm going to repeat that again. For the earnest expectation. The earnest expectation, the great eager waiting, the anticipation, the longing for in everything created is waiting for the unveiling of the mature sons and daughters of God. I say, I, 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 I say this again. What can we do? The end day times are here. The tribulation is here, wars and rumors of wars, famines and pestilence. I was speaking to Pastor Vil Vilmer Grove uh, uh, last week. He said they had some earthquakes in places they don't normally have earthquakes. They've had some earthquakes over there in South Africa, and, and they don't normally have them there. Uh, the Holy Ghost, if you'll remember, those of you that are with us every month, every week, I told you the Holy Ghost said you're going to begin to see earthquakes in places you don't normally see earthquakes. That's what diverse places of earthquakes. California, we have earthquakes all the time. There's nothing new there, but God said a sign of the times would be earthquakes in different kind of places, wars and rumors of wars, famines, lacks and shortages and pestilence. These are not signs to worry. 
lift your head. Why? Because redemption comes. What is redemption? It's the redemption of the purchased possession. It's not a catching away of the church, but it's what we read here. Verse number 18, verse 8, verse 19. The, the manifestation of the sons of God being revealed into the earth realm and qualifying for the keys of the kingdom. So whatever we bind in the earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on the earth will be loose in heaven. A church that will cause the fire and glory to come into the realm of the living and we will see the gates of hell run from South Africa. The gates of hell run off of California. The gates of hell move off of the United States of America and the UK. Verse 20 says, for the creature was made subject to vanity. You listening, everything created became subject to vain glory. And so it's groaning, the Bible says. It's travailing, the Bible says. It's, it's, it's under, verse 22, go quickly there to 22. Everything created, we know that the all of creation groans within itself. It's groaning. You ever seen a woman in labor? She's groaning. Oh, uh, we were there uh, not uh, less than two years ago. Uh, my, my, my youngest daughter, Zoe, I've got a 20-year-old son and I've got an 18-month-old daughter. And we were there, yes, less than two, year, two years ago in the labor and delivery room. And all around us, we were hearing, oh, oh, a sound of groaning, a sound of travail, a sound of pain. And, and every time a contraction would come, another groan. And every time a contraction would come, another groan. And the closer you got to the delivery date, the, the closer the contractions got and the more intense it, it, they came. The Bible says creation is in labor. And when you see the signs of tribulation, the signs of war, the signs of, of, of the, as in the days of Noah. Now, let me remind you, what are, what are the signs of the days of Noah? For the Bible says that, that, that the earth will be or the sign will be it will be as the days of Noah. The days of Noah. One thing in the days of Noah that men's hearts became ever wicked and they imagined wickedness and every wicked thing they imagined to do. Isaiah says that darkness will cover the earth, 60 verse 2, and gross darkness the people. It means they, be, they begin giving over, over to a reprobate mind and every perverse thing that they can think of, every perverse thing that they can dream of begins to happen. That darkness covers the earth, but a great darkness, a people, and they get mad at you because you stand on the Bible and say, what world, what, what, what planet, what, what universe 50 years ago in America, I don't know about South Africa, but I know about America. What, what universe would we believe that, that it would even be a doubt that marriage is between a man and a, and a woman? In what world do we, would you be persecuted for believing marriage is between a man and a woman? In what world would we, what universe could we fathom 50, 60 years ago in America to say that the, 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 the child in the womb is holy and it's of God? In what world? And now we've gone 50, 60 years later into this, this uh, paradox universe, this, this, this deceived universe to say, well, we just want to love everybody and this is about love. And if you don't love the way we expect love to be, and if you agree with the Bible, you're a bigot, you're a hate monger, the devil is a liar. We love everybody, but we need to stand upon the word of God. What universe would we believe? To believe that, that crack cocaine would be legal. Heroin would be legal in some of the states of America that we would allow children to mutilate their bodies at 7, 8, 12 years old. What do you know about your identity at 7 or 8 years and 12? The devil is a liar. It's a spirit of deception. The creature itself must be delivered. The groaning and the travail 
And the closer you get to delivery, the more the tribulation comes, the more the, 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 the intenser and the stronger or the, the greater the intensity of the, of the frequency of the, of the labor pains and the fervency of the contractions. And now it's time for something to be born. Verse number 21 says, because the creature or verse 20 says, the cre every, everything in creation was made subject to vanity. You're listening to me. Everything that exists, vanity, math a yotase, devoid of truth and appropriateness, perversion, depravity, frailty, want, lack, purposelessness. So everything that exists is now under that is not under the influence of Holy Ghost men and women with the icony of the image of God is subject to vanity. You're listening to me. It's subject to destruction for the creation itself was made subject to valley, not, not willingly, but by reason of him that subjected it in the hope. What is the hope? Genesis 3.15. Genesis, what's the hope? Genesis 3.15. Yeah, you deceive the woman, you deceive the man. Yeah, there's a curse in the ground, but I will put enmity between you and the woman serpent. I will put hatred between you and the seed. Now, there is something called the seed of the serpent, which are the generations of the Nephilim, the generations of they are in the earth, but they are not human beings. They are the seed of the serpent. We are the seed of Christ. But what is the seed of the serpent? Think about that. Those that laid with uh, those that laid with uh, the sons of men in, in the book of Genesis and they brought forth something called the Nephilim. This, this hybrid, they look like humans, but they're not. They have no conscience. They have no remorse. They have no, they have no guilt. And they, their whole purpose is anti-Christ. They are called, verse 15, the seed of the serpent. I will put enmity between the woman and between the serpent. And between the seed, between your seed serpent and the seed of the woman, the church. And there's an enmity. There's a division. So the, we're not all God's children. We're all God's children. That's not the Bible. We're not all God's children. There are some that are not God's and will never repent. Well, is it your job to judge them? No, the word judges them. I don't judge them. I don't tell you who is wheat and who is tear. I can discern for me. I don't tell you who is goat, who is sheep. I don't do that. The word does that. The angels separate who is who. So there are a generation of people who are godless who are not God-fearing, and we don't pray for. You listen, we don't pray for. And it shall bruise thy head, the seed of the woman, Christ, and those that will be born of Christ will crush the head of the serpent and its seed, and you'll stick him in the foot. You listen, verse 21, the creature itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children and the sons and daughters of God. What is God's solution for creation, for America, for, for South Africa? What is God's solution for the UK, for the Netherlands? What is God's solution for North Korea and South Korea? Godly sons and daughters who will be manifested. Verse 22, they're waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Everything is groaning. Everything is travailing. Go back to verse 19. They're waiting for the uncovering. Now, a manifestation, as we taught you a few weeks ago, is when God builds his workmanship and he finishes it us. 
The scripture says he would started a good work will finish. I need you to repeat after me. Say, Lord, finish the thing you started. He said, I'm confident of one thing that he which begun the good work will finish. He's going to complete this thing that what he started, he's going to finish the good work that he started in us, that God would finish the work. Philippians chapter one, verse six, being confident of this very thing. You've got to be confident of this one thing that he which begun the good work in me, in you will complete it to the day of Jesus Christ. So you are God's workmanship, according to the word. He's building you. He's preparing you. And once he's finished you, he will manifest you to the nations of the world. The problem is we are not allowing him to finish. I heard a statement the other day. It blessed me. People that believe they have arrived have stopped pursuing. This is the problem. When we believe we're there, when we believe we don't have any need of anything, we now believe we're there and we no longer pursue. As long as you're breathing, as long as I'm breathing, I've got to pursue another level of glory. We go from faith to faith, from glory to glory, from faith. No, I'm here. You're not here, sir. You're, I'm not there, sir. We're on, we're on the journey. You see, they, were, they never called themselves Christians in the Bible. They didn't call themselves Christians. They were called first at Christians at Antioch by others. So they were called Christians. You know what it means to say Christian? You're like Christ. They would never say, I'm, I'm like Christ. They would say, I'm on the way. I'm on the journey. The fish meant you were on the way. You're headed that way. I'm going. I want to be conformed to the image of Christ. Romans 8.21 says we all have one destiny. And though we may fulfill it in different places, you may fulfill it behind a pulpit. You may fulfill it in, in an office. You may fulfill it in banking. You may fulfill it in media. You may fulfill it uh, behind, a, behind a, a, a piano. Wherever you fulfill the destiny, all of us have one destiny. Romans 8 verse 29, go back there. It says who he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed, to be conformed who he foreknew. He predestined, knew before, destined before. Those who he foreknew, those who he knew before. You knew him before the foundation of the world. God knew you, you knew you. God knew you. And you were destined before to what? To be conformed to the image, the likeness of the son, the first son. Jesus is the prototype that all sons should look like. He is the standard. He is the measure. Here's what we've not preached. We've not preached the attainable measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. According to Ephesians, the Bible says that he would be the firstborn among many. Put it back up if you would, please. We are to be conformed to the image of the son, that Jesus would be the first among many brethren. We don't preach that. We preach an unreachable measure. We preach an unreasonable glory. We preach, well, well, we'll always be this way. We'll always have these problems. That's just how it is. The devil is a liar. His blood is to regenerate us and to fully heal us so that he can give us the keys. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11. I'm almost done. Ephesians 4 says he gave some apostles and some prophets, some evangelists, some, not all are from him. He gave some fivefold teachers. Verse 12 says, he gave these gifts to the body. And the reason God gave these gifts for the perfecting, what does perfecting mean? I'm not perfect. That's not the Bible. I'll never be perfect. That's not the Bible. Be ye perfect as I am perfect. We think perfect means never making a mistake. 
And that's not what perfect means. It means whole. Whole in your mind, whole in your emotions, whole in your attitude, whole in your, in your character. It means it, integral means whole, integral, whole, where we get the word whole numbers. And if you remember in high school or you remember in junior high, you were learning fractions and they would show you a pie and 25 of the pizzas were missing. 25%, two slices or four slices, 50% were missing. However many, that part of the pie is missing. To be integral means there's no parts missing. You're, you're, you're integral concerning money. You know how to handle money. Money doesn't handle you. You keep your word. You know how to deal with your flesh. You know how to deal with the, the carnality of ourselves. It's subject, our attitude, our character. Doesn't mean we never make a mistake. No, we are not mistake free, but we can be whole. We can be mature for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry and the edifying of the body, the edifying of the body of Christ to build up the body. Verse number 13, until I need you to listen to me. Until we come to the Bible, what the Bible calls the unity of the faith. Listen to me, hear me. Of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man. What? Yes, Job was a perfect man. It meant mature, not flawless, not mistake free, whole. Job was mature in himself, complete, fully, fully furnished. Didn't mean he never made mistakes. Didn't mean he didn't ever have bad days, but he was whole. He was mature. A perfect man, listen to the last part of 13, to the measure, hear me, of the stature of the fullness of Christ. The word measure is metron. The length of God, the height of Christ, and the fullness. God expects the church, one church, to come to the fullness of the stature of the measure of Christ. I want you to think about, fathom that, that if Jesus is the standard and the plumb line, we put the plumb line so far low, we brought it so low, and it's now absolved us of responsibility of dominion because God can shake nations. God can heal cities. God can turn cities upside down. God can give you keys like Moses to shut down the greatest superpower planet on the face of the earth with just you and a stick. That's the God you serve. God can raise you up like Joshua to, to destroy more than 50 kings and run them out of nations. God can use you for that kind of power. Esther to go into the palace and save a nation because of favor. God can raise you up like Joseph that you're in the palace there and now you're second of the whole nation and you preserve the nation through wisdom and knowledge and counsel and a famine comes but it doesn't touch the earth because you're in position. Are you hearing me? That's your calling and that's my calling. All of us have the same destiny to be conformed to the image of Christ, to the fullness of the stature of the measure of Christ, that we be no more tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine, that we are now rooted in Christ. You hearing me? I'm going to pray for you. God wants you to realize, bless you, Brother Livingston, so good to see you, man of God. God wants you to realize the measure of Christ, the stature of Christ. John 14, 12, read this. The audacity. I remember reading this verse. This is still, if I had one verse, this is my top one or two. I love the verse. The Bible says the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory. But coming right behind this verse, John 14, true. Verily, verily. Every time you see verily, verily, pay attention, study. 
research the chapters before the chapters after but dissect that word verily verily means surely surely means it must happen this is why he's dying why did jesus give up the authority over all flesh verily verily i say unto you he that believes on me not in me on you build on him you build on kingdom dynamics kingdom principles kingdom purposes he that believes on me the works ergon the work the power the ability the authority the dominion the resurrections the works that i do you would do also i said wow that that would be wonderful that if we could do what jesus did that if we could fulfill that that would be enough but he says that's not enough sir you see imagine god giving you the power anything you speak come to pass that's the power that jesus walked in the bible said he had power over all flesh so he spoke to the grave and it came up and lazarus came up he he he, he prayed for the boy she resurrected the little girl who was sleeping he touched her she got up he spoke to fishes and loaves fed five thousand he spoke to oceans it obeyed he had power over all flesh and then he let himself die imagine that if god gave you that power would you surrender it back he's in the he's in he's in the bible says in the garden of gethsemane praying and he says not my will but yours i don't want to let go but i said yes but he prays three times and he lets himself die he could have with his mouth the bible says opened up his mouth and 12 legion of angels would have come down i'm done are you listening to me 12 legion of angels would have plucked him off the cross i prayed and he could have prayed against the will of god and it would have happened was it the will of god that jesus died on the cross yes and be risen on the third day yes but the bible says he could have prayed in 12 legion of angels would have plucked him off he had such authority he could have prayed against the will of god and it would have happened but he never would have done that that's not how jesus worked because he is god so the bible tells us according to the word of the lord that he surrendered himself and he said verily verily i say unto you the things that i do if you believe on me you build on me i believe in god no no are you building on him is he the the guide and direction and are you living by the voice if you were to sit down with with and, and overlook your life is he guiding you are you framing your world around god's words or are you just adding god in on the weekends i'm not trying to condemn anybody i'm telling you are you building on him uh, uh, does does god fit into your plan or is god the plan listen to me everything around us is going to shake everything that can be shaken will be shaken are you building around him building on him not adding him into the end of your life he that believes on me the works that i do he will do and greater because i go to greater works more than above and beyond the raising the dead the healing of the sick after the third day he didn't walk anywhere anymore he just appeared and disappeared he said what i did you're going to do in greater greater works will you do greater than will you accomplish greater will you fulfill greater will be manifest i'm going to pray for you if you're listening to me under the sound of my voice he said that creation will be delivered 21 from the bondage of corruption and you see it it's it's one thing that all the nations in 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 the in the places i get to go i'm honored to be able to go places now for a season it wasn't time now it's time whether it's south africa 
whether it's London, whether it's Italy, whether, whether it's Paris, whether it's the United States, whether it's different states in America, Florida, Atlanta, wherever it is, corruption is everywhere because Christ must be elevated in his people. He said, I'm going to deliver you from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the sons and daughters of God. God bless us, strengthen us, empower us, use us, help us to fulfill and finish the good work you started in us. Let us be confident that you will finish that work and you will get the glory. You will get the honor. I seal this according to the word. Let miracles, let signs, let wonders be our portion. And let favor abound in their life. I pray, Lord, complete what you started in me. Like David, we pray, search us. See if there's any wayward way in us. Attitude, heart, motive, intention. So that our hands would be clean and our hearts would be right. So we could go to the mountain of the Lord with clean hands and a pure heart. Let us not lift our soul to vanity or swear deceitfully. But let us be counted worthy to walk in your glory. I seal this now in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And let somebody that believes and agrees say amen and amen. I want to thank you for joining our Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast. We're so grateful you've joined us. Please do that work of the evangelist. If you were blessed, please share the podcast, like the podcast, re-air it if you can. We're believing God to manifest a greater influence and impact to those that hear the word. This message has to go out. It's not because I'm teaching it. It's because it's what God is saying for the hour, that we must be light in the midst of darkness and salt in the midst of us. God bless you. We love you. We're praying for you. Amen. Thank you for listening to Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast with Apostle Nathaniel Leon. Stay up to date with our latest episodes by subscribing on your favorite podcast app, YouTube, or by liking us on Facebook at This Rock International. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.